Oye, eloeleros, I party. Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, were designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing Aralis of the Tragos family. I party! Yo te lo dije. Yo, 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 yo! It's Latinos Out Loud, if you couldn't tell by the yo's. How's everyone's yuletide spirit? <laughs> It is the holiday season, and I get so cheesy around this time of year. I mean, like, charcuterie board cheesy. Yeah, like Christmas appetizer cheese board cheesy. But that's who I am, guys, and it's that time of year, so bear with me, okay? Um, shout out to everybody out there doing their holiday shopping, whether it's It's online or in person or at all these amazing markets that are now open. Holy moly, support those small businesses. Union Square. I mean, they're popping up every other weekend. Just go to like the NYC websites. It's, if you're out here on the East Coast, there's just so much going on. Well, we could talk about that a lot, but we're not. I have such a special guest here on today's episode. You guys know I get really excited when I get to interview one of my friends because I just so happen to have amazing friends okay I choose to surround myself by brilliance and this is a, a this is what happens this is the result of being around brilliant incredible people who go for the sky go for the dreams go for their the stars and then they get to talk about it here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast so without further ado I'm going to give this man the introduction that he deserves because he really deserves trumpets and like harps playing and like uh, maybe a Dominican marching band like before. But like I don't have access to any of that. I'll give you a little like mouth trumpet. Okay, so he is, again, a friend of mine that I've known since college. Okay, y'all. And now is the chief diversity, equity and inclusion officer at BBDO, an amazing ad agency. Please, everybody, rise and put your hands together for Jason Rosario. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Okay? Like, I could I could do so many more, like, musical instrument accompaniments <laughs> to that intro, but I won't because I want to get to the meat and potatoes. You no, know what listen, I'm saying? You, you accomplished the thing, which is re really hard to do, which is to make a black man blush. Aww. So you did the thing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jason Oh, my friend. Yeah. I, I'm, I told you this off camera. I'm just so, so proud to call you a friend, proud of you. I mean, you were appointed as the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion DEI Officer at BBDO. BBDO. When? How long have you held this role now? Uh, it's uh, almost a little bit over three years now. Wow. Yeah. 
So tell everybody, because yeah. I gave you the intro and everybody now knows your title, but what does that mean in layman's terms? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me give you some kudos, right? Because you, you're out here doing incredible things. And, you know, uh, again, watching your journey uh, has been incredibly inspiring. So I think you deserve your flowers. Um, and all of the, the wonderful friends that you described that are around you, that surround you, uh, is only a reflection of the love that you put out there. So kudos to you, sis, and, and I can't wait to see where this continues to go. Thank you, um, And thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so you. what does that mean? That means, Chief Diversity Officer, that means that my job is to help influence culture at, at large, inside the agency for sure, but also to influence the creative product that we produce for our clients. So advertising is an art for commerce business, right? So our job is to tell stories, create campaigns, create marketing strategies for clients that go out into the world and help them make more money. Um, but as we all know, media and advertising really shapes the ways that we see ourselves yeah. uh, in culture. So my job is to help influence that creative so that it's more inclusive, that it's more relevant, and that it depicts the communities that we all come from in a more responsible and an authentic way. Wow, that was so eloquent <laughs> and really breaks it down. Yeah. So you touch like the business side yeah. and the creative side, Absolutely. which is a really exciting role because I don't think that normally happens. Yeah. Like I just speak from my experience working in media, like at the magazines, you were either an editor or you were on the business side doing what I did, like marketing and sales and, you know, the, the business. So that takes a, from my POV, I think that takes a very unique brain hmm. to be able to tap into those different hemispheres and different ways of thinking. Um, it's one thing to do a pivot table in Excel, but it's another thing to know that creative elements of an ad are going to resonate with that target market or that, that target of the ad. How do you split that? How do you tune into both sides of your brain that way? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think I'm grateful that when you look at my career um, in its totality, I think I've traversed so many different landscapes in my career. So I started in finance. A lot of people don't know this, right? Ooh, talk about it. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. So my career started off in finance, um, and I did all the things that you just described, like sit in front of a computer, crunch numbers, <laughs> uh, pivot tables, spreadsheets, et cetera. Uh, so I think I've always been this kind of really interesting mix of creative sensibilities with analytical mindset, you know? And I think that's what I bring to my role now, right? So... I am a creative at heart, you know, that's who we are, that's where we come from. Um, and so that comes naturally in terms of really thinking about, in a non-linear way, what resonates with people. Yeah. Uh, I'm a storyteller, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. But I'm able to couch that in the language of business, which is really important, right? So again, I said earlier that I, we are an art for commerce business. We're not out here just creating art for art's sake. We're creating art for the sake of producing more bottom line dollars for our brands. Driving business, driving sales, exactly. getting people in stores, exactly. getting people sips to lips, to, you know, <laughs> sips all to that. Lips, Listen, exactly. I know some of the advertising jargon, yep. okay? Exactly. I have my time in this space. <laughs> I still use it. Exactly. And so I think it's just being able to articulate it in that way that that is critical for not only the advertising and marketing space, which you know uh, a lot about, but also my role as well. Because it can't just be, you have to be inclusive because it's the right thing to do is you have to be inclusive, yes, because it's the right thing to do, but it's because it's also going to make you more money. Right. So We, and I say we, for example, yep. un por ejemplo, Latinos are known to be very brand loyal. Yep. And when brands speak to us, we get it. 
we we reciprocate action. But when brands don't speak to us, when they speak at us mm -hmm. or to us, we know. We're able to see through the bullshit, Latinos. Yeah. So do you often find yourself like hovering over the cultural role of like who you are and bringing Jason Rosario yeah. to the boardroom? Tell us about that a little bit. I love bit. that, Rosario, and I love that you rolled your R's. Rosario. <laughs> I rolled really my R's very, very, very good. <laughs> uh, my English is no very good looking, as they would say. Um, <laughs> but no, so I think that's a really good point. Um, and I'll give you an example of how yes. that looks. So I have to bring my my culture who i am and my background to the boardroom because it's what informs it's what these clients want to be honest with you mm. right and so an example as latinos we think about how we pass along tradition yeah. uh, we pass along tradition based on word of mouth based on you know brand, the brand loyalties that we have are passed on through word of mouth, through what your abuela used to buy, mm -hmm. you know, through what your mom used to buy. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the supermarket and you're thinking about, man, which can of beans should I buy? Is it Goya or is it something else? Oh, I'm sorry. You can blurt that out. I don't know if they're paying. That's okay. We check. love Goya. Shout out to Goya. <laughs> uh -huh. I was just but, with them the other day. Well, think about that, right? So, so when I bring that insight to the table, to our brands, and I'm like, you really have to think about how you insert yourself in the narrative of how Latinos talk about brands and brand loyalty, yeah. that's not a, a very, you know, kind of cut and dry poster, 30-second spot on TV. That's, you know, a, an authentic conversation that happens over time, over generations. And so I think that's part of what they, that's what I bring to the table is really helping them tap into that culture in that way. That is so fun. I mean, that would be a fun, if I were you, I'd be like, that's a fun part of my job. It is fun. You know, like bringing my traditions to this meeting right now. Yeah. Like, it's true. I, my mom was, uh, we were just having this conversation the other day, my mother and I. She's like, wow, you're becoming me. Because she came over and yeah. she saw my kitchen. And she was like, oh, bustelo. Oh, the beans, yeah, the yeah, latas. Yeah. And it is true. Like, I am becoming my mom. But I love my mom. I, I love all the traditions that were passed down so to important. me. It's so important. Yeah. And it's important, like, for my kids, too. My kids are like, oh, yeah, grandma gives us us on the weekends when we're with her. And so, you know, we're all working in tandem with one another on instilling the cultural importance to the children of the family. Um, you also have an incredible blog mm. that you started a while ago, and this taps into who Jason Rosario is too, because yeah. since I met you during our college years, you've always been a man of the community. Mm. From your endeavors through Lambda Upsilon Lambda, your fraternity, through the events that you used to host, like your reputation was always like just... You were always a good egg, you know, whenever I was around you and I saw what you were doing. And now to see that decades later translated to your profession. So The Lives of Men was a blog you created because you saw a void. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So, yeah, The Lives of Men started off as a blog and then it evolved uh, and it wound up being becoming uh, a social impact agency is what I call it. Right. Because it started off the inspiration behind it was, you know, me growing up as a product of a single parent home, uh, oldest of seven kids. Wow. Um, you know, my dad really wasn't around. And so navigating this idea of what what it meant to be a man, particularly a black and brown uh, man, a Latino man, Afro-Latino man in New York City, uh, I learned a lot of lessons through trial and error, right, and making a lot of mistakes. And so I wanted to, I found myself at the time, at that time in my life, really wanting and yearning for some guidance and some mentorship that didn't exist. 
right? And so I wanted to create it for myself. What would it look like for me to, you know, share my experiences and my traumas um, more broadly with other men that felt and have gone through similar experiences? So it started off with that. And then as luck would have it and as the universe would have it, Me Too goes viral. And then all of a sudden we're in the middle of a public discourse around what does it mean to be a healthy man, man right? Black and brown man. So uh, started to have that conversation. It evolved into kind of a mental health conversation as well, yeah. uh, which was really important. And then it culminated with me having um, an opportunity to ex executive produce and host a show on uh, Yahoo News. On Yahoo News. Yeah. So called. I Do gotta just I gotta echo that real yeah. quick because that was huge when yeah. that came through too. Yeah, Tell yeah, us yeah. more about the Yahoo show. So, dear men, uh, on Yahoo News, uh, it's still up there. You can watch it now. It was a, a nine episode season where I sat down, similar to this, uh, with men, uh, Swiss Beats, Kevin Love, you know, like a ton of celebrities. You know, to really have a conversation around what does it mean to be a good man, you know, and, and hear their stories beyond what what they were known for, right? Um, and so that, to me, was was really pa a, a passion project. So, you know, that, that Lives of Men work continues to live in me. You know, it's something that will always be my life's work. It's evolved since then, uh, since I've been at BBDO, but it's something that I'm always going to continue to embody and kind of really help to, one, promote, but also really try to live... Uh, within its principles. Well, I think it also feeds into this fabric, you know, mm -hmm. of your career I where so. now like you have that experience too to yeah. bring to the boardroom yeah. and to your meetings and stuff. Like running a blog. Go yeah, ahead. I think I was just gonna say, I think what you're saying is exactly it. It's it may not be on the surface linear in terms of like how does that connect to what you're doing today? Um, but it does because it's all rooted in purpose. Yeah. You know, it's all rooted in if if I had to distill my purpose to one thing that is to be the highest expression of love in every area of my life, right? Not just romantic love, but love meaning being in service to a greater thing, a greater cause. Yeah. Um, and so that's how it shows up in my in my daily nine to five. I love that because Jason, how many times like, or how many jobs have you had where like, I was a bank teller at one point in my mm. life and like, I can't say I was very passionate about, I mean, I'm passionate about money, honey, but like <laughs> right. not other people's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm here processing checks and stuff for other people. I can't say I brought passion to the job every day, but I think it's a gift. Like now I can say it, like I bring my passion here to Latinos Out Loud mm. every single time. And I think you do too. Yeah. And that's a gift. Um, I would like to know, I mean, aside from Super Bowl ads, <laughs> you know, doing the monster ads that we see and going to ad color, these great conferences to claim your awards, what does your day-to-day -day look like at BBDO? Wow, that's a good question. It's There is no one day that's alike. Okay, that's um, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been there for a little bit over three years. Sometimes it feels like 30 years, <laughs> you know, because of at the end of the day, we know that advertising still has a ways to go yeah. when it comes to representation. Yeah. Um, and, at, at, you know, externally in terms of what we see on camera or on the other side of the camera. So that's a battle, right? Uh, it's, it's a constant battle to educate, to push through and push forward the interest of marginalized communities, right? Yeah. Like... It is important that brands think about being inclusive, not just because, again, it's the right thing to do, but because that's the way the world is changing. I mean, your audience, your audience is coming from so many different pockets of the world and culture. Um, and when you look at the ways that demographics are shifting, um, 
for brands at least, it's really important for them to think about it as a way to future-proof their business, right? So I say that because my day-to-day business or my day-to-day, uh, sometimes it's you know advising on a Super Bowl commercial or it might be running an internal workshop that kind of helps our creatives think about you know AI in a different way, uh, in, an, in a responsible way. Um, sometimes it's being on a panel, right? And so it, it really is different. But what I will say, um, this is the first time I've been in my career where the two things that I'm most passionate about really just collide, impact work and creativity, right? Like there's no other place that I've been at that allows me to live in this space so authentically. I mean, I show up, this is how I go to work. You know, I go to work with Jays one day, you know, and like a bean, you know, it's just like I am being my fullest self. And that's yeah, but your beautiful. style is always on point. I oh, see you. you. <laughs> I see you. Your fashion is always on point. Thank Who you. does your styling? No, you you yo, out there yourself listen, doing this? I, I do my I do my own thing. Look at that. Shout to moms though. Moms is the OG when it comes to style. All right. Shout out to moms. <laughs> and you said you have set six siblings? Yeah, so I'm the oldest of, of seven total. Um I have my mom had five, so I'm the oldest uh, oldest boy there. And then my dad had two girls as well. Yeah. So I all told of the seven. Um, it's five women, five sisters, and me and my younger brother, we're the bookends. He's the, I'm the oldest and he's the youngest. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. So back to BBDO. I'm yeah. not trying to like dissect your day to day. But like give us, maybe I want to tap into you for understanding the state of advertising yeah. now. I mean, there are just so many ways to touch a brand these days. Yeah. Social, through film integration, at the store, live activations, events, like there's so many ways, but can you give us, and this is a tough question to answer in just a few minutes, I understand I'm setting you up for failure right here, (laughs) Uh but not really. I just wanna know if you could give us some like tidbits of information on like the state of the industry, like are most of the dollars still being like pumped into television or are we seeing like social media now, the front runner? Like how do these Fortune 500 companies Talk to us nowadays. You are hitting it right on the head. And and I don't remember if we talked about this at the cena. Like oh, we gotta couple, talk about la cena in a minute. We will. But, but that's 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 genius, right? It's, it's the right question to ask. And so I would say that Thank you. the headline is that you have the power. You, the creator, have the power. Um, brands are I mean, they're still paying for your traditional marketing, you know, advertising spots, but increasingly what we're seeing is dollars going to folks like you who are creating content that's relevant that's actually um, resonating with audiences in, in a in a very authentic unique way um, and so I would encourage anybody that's watching who's a content creator to really think about their brand really think about themselves as a brand um, and how they might be able to monetize it in a way that is um, that is authentic right. you know because that's where the money is going um, I often say, and we often say this in advertising, is that it's easier to tr- to teach a creator how to be a marketer than a marketer how to be a creator. Ooh, right. That makes so, sense. So, yeah, because you you get it. You're smart. You, I mean, look what you've built. Thank you. And so, all it takes is for you to you know be taught the the intricacies of how you market a brand to a wider audience. But what's harder to teach you is what you're already doing naturally. So, I think mm-hmm. that really, to me, is what uh, I would advise creatives to to really lean into is. You know, you are the future of advertising. You know, Jason, okay, so because of the marketing background or whatever, yeah. and, you know, we knew each other when I was doing the marketing stuff at People in Espanol and Latina and all of that, like, I took pride in activating brands yeah. because there's this, like, sense of... In- 
like the brands are entrusting me, little old marketer from people in Espanol, to represent for their brand, whether it's Target or Maybelline New York or whatever brand it is, to bring their brand to life through either the pages of a magazine or at an event with thousands of consumers. And it's this level of responsibility. And I loved that about my job. And guess what, Eloeleros? I get to do the same thing, but now from my own brand. Latinos out loud. This ship that we're all steering here. So un por ejemplo, when Better Help Online Therapy comes to us, or Sun Chips Chili Lime, or any of our advertising partners right now, Tragos the Game. I love that process of getting a brand brief. Here's my baby. Tell me how you're going to address him or her and what events you're going to take him or her to and who you're going to show my baby to because this is my baby. And I love showing that baby off. And as a micro-influencer, as I've been coined lately... Um, Ain't nothing micro about them dollars, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we the doors are open. Right. Uh, we welcome those macro dollars. <laughs> um, but... On a micro tip, I still get so much satisfaction from these brands coming to us and entrusting us and saying, okay, we're going to use your words, the content that comes out of these interviews with these amazing guests and how the whole story is compiled by our amazing editor and we're going to wrap ourselves, we're going to wrap this brand around that conversation. So it gives me great pleasure. Um, I just wonder, is there anything like, little old me should know mm -hmm. about these brands, about the language they want me to use? Like, what are some of the trends that you're seeing as these brands are tapping into this kind of entity, these micro-influencer programs? Yeah. yeah, I think understand the power of scale. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a dissonance between a, a micro-influencer and then talk about scale. But scale looks different in different ways or in different communities, right? So what the type of scale that you have is very um, uh, grassroots, for lack of a better term, right? Like yeah. what you say into camera right now, if you tell your audience, go buy this brand, most likely that conversion rate is going to be higher than, say, your mass market media campaign or marketing campaign. So think about that and think about how you activate that. Mm. Um, another thing that I said earlier, it's, Think it, yes, it's important to uh, think about your brand in, on the micro sense, but you have to also understand the macro. Also understand what those brands are wanting to accomplish. Them working with you is just a part of their strategy. They have other strategies that go beyond specific communities. So how can you be a conduit to that broader strategy? Okay, I love you know, that. So that, that's important. It's really thinking about what is the brand's goal? Their goal is to create and capture consumer demand. And so how can you help in that regard? That's a great tip. I'm definitely going to use that filter moving mm. forward. Um, you know, I recently saw you at La Cena. La Cena. I've had a few guests shout on the show. Ruben. Yeah, shout out to Ruben and America Ferreira mm. and Ben de Jesus and Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Who I saw last night, by the way. Really? What yeah, did you do yeah, last yeah. night? I was at the uh, We Are All Human Gala. Uh-huh. You know Claudia Romo Element? Just Edelman. by name. So, yeah, we, he was there. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but shout, That's out so to, cool. shout out to John. Yeah. I feel like the Santa was like this meeting. Oh, yeah. I want I want your take on it. I've spoken about the Santa a yeah. few times at this point. Um, it was this amazing dinner, 
And there was only a few of us there. Mm-hmm. Like, what was he, like 50 people? Yeah, 50 people. Like 50 people. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kahlo, an amazing restaurant mm-hmm. on 29th Street here in New York City. We were all invited, as I told you, Eloeleros. And it was just this convergence of the minds and, like, empowering of, like, everyone in this room should be working with each other. Yeah. And we have this already <laughs> in progress. But it really is great how it's all coming together full circle. Um what was your take on La Cena, Jason? Yeah, my take on La Cena is that, you know, we often talk about uh, black and brown folks being so anti-collaboration. Uh, we have, and it's been ingrained in us culturally for decades and for centuries, this idea that we have to stomp on each other's necks to win, right? This crabs in a barrel mentality. And what I loved about La Cena was that it was a demonstration for what it would look like or what it could look like. For, actually, for us to actually collaborate with one another, right? It was very much, you hear a lot about black excellence, it was Latino excellence, yeah. but not Latino excellence in an exclusive way, right? Yeah. Like in a, an unattainable way for the average. It was just like very much, yeah, you can be part of this. You can be sitting right next to John Leguizamo and you can be a micro influencer or you can be whoever you are, but but your, your lived experience, you have a perspective that's valuable to that community. And that to me was incredibly inspiring is that you had all sorts of people from across different verticals and, and industries at different points in their careers, but there to contribute, to collaborate, uh, and to help each other move forward in whatever way we can. So that to me was incredibly inspiring. To me too. It was like the puree in that <laughs> room, you know, it was, it was, it was the like bottom of the Italian ices, you know, the sugary part. It was like the gong gong. Oh my God! <laughs> Why do we just say it at the same time? <laughs> that it was the concono, as you Ricans call it, peg out. Yeah, peg out. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you. So I, you. I ask this final question a lot of my guests, and um, it's going to be interesting to hear your answer. Okay. A younger Jason yeah. is right in front of you, sidebar, he's listening. Or watching on YouTube, what are some words of advice, having maneuvered what you've maneuvered thus far, having gotten through those obstacles on your trajectory, having been through college and different jobs, what are some words of advice that you have for little Jason Rosario on the come up right now? Mm, I love this question um, because it allows me to reflect on, in a real sense, younger Jason. Right. I'm doing. I'm always doing that inner child work. It's really important. Oh, take um, your time. Yeah. No. So I would say the first thing is don't let anybody else's narrative of what they think your life should be to dictate your decisions. You know, um, no one has a plan or a blueprint for your life better than yours. So, and then that's the second piece of advice is trust yourself. Uh, I believe in that so much that I tattooed it on my on my hand. It's trust yourself and trust that you belong, that your lived experience, just because you are, not because of what you produce, not because of how funny you are, not because of how you dress, but because you are existing in this world, you are enough and you belong. Um, And then the third piece is uh, don't underestimate the value that you bring to a a room. You know, I've been a part of throughout my career or even just my younger self, uh, benefited from a lot of programs um, that put me in rooms when I was in high school or elementary school uh, with you know bankers and leaders, and I was just like, man, like I'm here, I'm in this room, and I benefited from those opportunities through internships, et cetera. But I never thought that I can actually contribute to those rooms. Mm. Um, and so, you know, don't underestimate what you bring to the table and and what they can learn from you as well. 
That's great. Yeah. It's so perfect. Yeah. Where'd you come from? <laughs> you fell from the sky. From the Dominican sky. The Dominican sky. Shout out to Santo Domingo. Shout out to Santo Domingo. Shout out to our past. Yeah. I just want to like really let the Elueleros know that like I used to call this man by his fraternity name. Because that's how we knew him. Pantera. What's up, Pantera? <laughs> What's up, Pantera? Well, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, but that's <laughs> when I first met you. You weren't Jason. You were Pantera. Yeah, he's a brilliant LUL. Mm. And I thought you went to Stony Brook until recently. Yeah, no, I went to Buff State. <laughs> yeah, shout to Buffalo. Shout to Stony Brook, too. I mean, you know, my some of my closest uh, friends who are also fraternity brothers went to Stony Brook. So I spent a lot of time there. And that's, that's probably why I most saw people... You most, but that's okay, because people thought I was a student. People be like, yo, I see you in science on Monday. I'm like, yo, I don't go to this school, B. I'm just here for the parties, bro. Word. Legendary. Legendary parties. Legendary LUL parties. Word. Legendary beta parties. Yeah. Seriously, you guys threw the sickest jams. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, you know, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Let's leave it at that, okay? <laughs> Let's leave it at that, Lambda Word. Punch, okay? <laughs> Lambda Punch. Yikes. Which is a punch, not a Punch. Right, 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 okay, right. it's a exactly. punch. It's an adult beverage. There it is. <laughs> Jason, please let everybody know your handles so that they can oh. follow you or anything else that you'd like to plug at this moment. Uh, not, not much to plug other than just, you know, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I mean, you can find me on, on all social platforms at Jason2 underscores Rosario. Uh, LinkedIn, you can find me there as well. Um, I think the only thing I'd plug is um, if I could be of service to any of you, Please don't hesitate. Even oh. if it's like a, hey, you know, you said something on this podcast that triggered something. You have five, 15 minutes to talk. Happy to do that. Um, you know, of course, can't do do it all the time. But, you know, to the extent that I can, I mean, I think this this idea of, you know, paying it forward and, and, um, and being available as you climb, reaching back as you climb is really important. And it's, yes. it's something that I'd like to see more of us in our community do. Pass that baton. Yeah. Give somebody else... A little piece of the bat, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Choke up and let some other hands get on that bat, too. There's enough out here for all of us to win, though. Yes, that's a great point. This was such a great interview. I mean, I knew it was going to be. <laughs> I just couldn't wait for it. I was, like, riddled with, like, just anticipation. And now I'm sad that it's over. Will you come back? I will absolutely come back. Okay. If you'd have me. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an open door. Yeah. And when you're on the show for five times, just like SNL, you'll get an embroidered jacket or oh, a toaster or whatever I can afford at the time. <laughs> I Una thank guida. Una, Una guida. O tambora. Or maybe it. some mama Juana. <laughs> you know, we'll see what I have in All the archives. Um, pero gracias. Thank you so much for coming through, for taking the time out of your schedule. Congratulations on all the awards that you're thank racking you. up. You are racking up industry awards. Thank you. You are going to mainstream conferences and winning. Thank you. It's, it's very, it's fun to watch. I'm humble. Thank you. It's so fun to watch. Okay, you guys, this has been another episode of Latinos Out Loud. Be sure to follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call. No big whoop. 978-LATINOS is the number. 978-LATINOS. Um, you can also follow me at Rachel La Loca. That's R-A-C-H-E-L. Laloka. And uh, you can also call me at that number too. I listen to all the messages. And if you catch me and the phone's ringing and I can answer it, I will answer it. 978 Latinos. Thank you so much to everybody at this network. Shout out to all the Eloeleros. Happy holidays, you guys. Be well, be safe, be merry, and be out loud. On that note, we out. <laughs>